The views and opinions expressed by the guests on the following program do not necessarily represent those of Mark Radio, The Shepherd, or its advertisers. From the studios of The Shepherd Radio Network, it's Afternoons with Mike. This next hour is all about our walk with Jesus with local pastors, newsmakers, people who are making a difference for the gospel. Now, here is your host, Mike Gilland. Hey friends, welcome to Afternoons with Mike here on the Shepherd Radio Network. It's another week, another opportunity for us to gather in the studio with people like today. I've got Raymond and Leslie Funk. They lead a ministry called Three Chord Marriage. I met I guess it was just last Thursday, right, Raymond? We met at the uh, chamber meeting. Yes, sir. Welcome to my program, both of you. Thanks Thank for you having us. Thank you so much us. for having us. This is really going to be a lot of fun. I enjoy people's stories. I'm, I'm a firm believer that we all have stories. Some of our stories we did better at than we did other parts of our lives. <laughs> That's the truth. But they all end up being a facet, a factor segments of our big story in life. And that's what you guys have done. And uh, that's what we're going to be kind of unpacking today and find out how it is that you got to be where you are today. Wow. Yeah. Um, it'd be our honor, I think, to share that. And you're right. There's some parts that we've done better than others, but uh, I think that's true for us all. Yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. certainly true for me. Yeah. I, I don't mind telling you that I look back and I'm grateful for what God has redeemed in my life and how he buys us back. So to start with you, how did you, where did you grow up, Raymond? Let's, let's go with you. Oh, I grew up in New York, um, born and raised there on Long Island, a small town out there. And then, oh Lord, 1992, um, with the wife that I was married to at the time. And you'll hear more about that mm-hmm. probably <laughs> a little bit later. Um, we moved down to Florida. It was, uh, just something that was on our hearts to do. Uh, the mouse was calling for some reason. Oh, uh, yeah. So we decided to come down. And so I've been in Florida since 1992. 92. So you yeah. wanted your pay to be part sunshine, like a lot of people find out when they move here. Exactly. And apparently it's part <laughs> sunshine, part hurricane. That's part right. You, else we don't ever talk with. about the hurricane parts. <laughs> no. <laughs> Not not exactly. when you're trying to uh, tell somebody how great it is. Don't yeah. talk about the roaches either. That's okay. That's yeah. another story. Yeah, with, with wings. Yeah, by with the wings. Way, right. Yeah, right. Those that will fly right at your face. Yeah. yeah, that's great. How about you, Leslie? Well, I've been here in Orlando since I was five years old. Oh. Um, I always say I was made in Puerto Rico, but I was actually born over in San Francisco. Was there only till about three months old. Went back to Puerto Rico and then have been here. Since I was five. So your parents originally from Puerto Rico? Yes. Well, my mother really a New Yorican. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> I've never heard that term before. Yes, yeah. yes. Well, she she wasn't born on the island either, yeah. but uh, grew up in New York. She did. So your growing up years that you were, from the time you remember, you were there then, right? Yeah. Well, I mean, I've been Orlando. I consider myself a Florida girl. Mm-hmm, right here in, yes. in Florida. That's great. Even, you know, it's, uh, I'm sure there's a story, Puerto Rico to, you said California? Uh, so there had to be a uh, an interesting story all by itself. Yes. Well, my mother, um, my, my father was an alcoholic and she shared that uh, one day when he was drunk, he hit her when she was pregnant with me. Oh, wow. And so she fled to go um, be with her brother and her sister in San Francisco. And okay. that's why I was born there. Okay. And it just happened. So did they ever get back together? No, no. But mm. what was really beautiful, you know, is the fact that I really respect my mother because she never spoke ill about my father to me. Mm-hmm. You know, she shared that story of why they weren't together, but yeah. never shared any negativity about him for me to you know, have a bad view of him. Did you ever get to meet him or get to know him? I did. Um, got to see him just a few times in, mm-hmm. in Puerto Rico and then got to see him just before he passed. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Those are the kinds of uh, things that happen to people's lives. And while I can't relate to it, I can imagine, and I'm sorry, I'm, uh, you know, affected really by, by those kinds of stories. But you, it seems like your mom really helped you through, mitigated that time. Yeah, certainly. And it's so, um, so different, you know, and, and even in our experience and, and you'll hear, you know, with Raymond, because um, he didn't have that same kind of 
parent for his children to yeah. not speak ill of. So yeah. So you guys are now, you're both here. We've got you both in Orlando. Yes. <laughs> but you're married, Raymond, to somebody else at that point. And when, yeah, when I moved to Orlando, I was married to my first wife. Um, yeah. Leslie's my third wife, actually. Um, I was married to my first wife at the time. And uh, we had three children together, lived here. I was working for um, The Mouse, as they say. You were actually at Disney then. Yes. Yeah. yeah. I didn't know if we could say that. Oh, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) yeah. They're part Um, of our area. Yeah. Yeah. So I worked there actually for 13 years. Um, And then during my tenure there, I actually met my second wife, the person that would become my second wife. Mm -hmm. Yeah. and so, yeah, it was a roller coaster, a lot of backstory and all of that relative to just, you know, things that my behavior that was habitual that I didn't even recognize as being issues, you know? Yeah. Um, and so. Would, would that same behavior be what shipwrecked marriage number one? Yeah, it was actually, yeah, my behavior, I was very, um, well, I'll just use the word narcissistic. I was one of those people who believed like what the world tells us these days, you know, the world's out there saying, Oh, marriage isn't all that important. If you get married, maybe you need it. Maybe you don't, um, you know, and when you don't feel like you're in love anymore, then that's probably not the person you just move on. And, you know, through all of that, it was, I was in a habitual cycle of that. Um, so my, First marriage ended the same way my second marriage ended. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, and it's just... You know, the word fatally flawed, mm-hmm. or the expression fatally yeah. flawed, is is a really a good thing. When you carry problems, just because, you know, everyone thinks that, well, I learned my lesson, but if you don't change anything... If you, you're still the same person, exactly. you're going you're gonna to repeat that. History is going to be repeated. Yeah. And, you know, unfortunately I was of the mindset at the time, like, you know, I'm just the way I am Yeah, and it's just, you know, you got to love me me. the way I am. Exactly. And, you know, so it was very just internally focused. Like I had no clue. And, and, and the biggest part was too, that I didn't realize that the issues that I had were even issues, you know? Yeah. Uh, You don't see it. No. Um, And honestly, Leslie and I were moving down that same path. Um, I was in this cycle of being a habitual adulterer. I would marry somebody. The years would go by. Maybe there'd be ch- children involved. Maybe there wouldn't. Um, I get to the point where I, you know, I don't love you anymore. And in the mm-hmm. process of feeling that I'd meet somebody at work who made me feel all the butterflies again. And then the next thing, you know, I'm divorcing one, marrying the next. And that happened. And it almost happened to us again too, until really God kind of showed up in a big way. So all these years, you weren't really part of any type of church group or anything then, right? Well, no. The The interesting part of it was that I kind of had this life outside the church and inside the church, like we see with okay. so many people, yeah. right? Yeah. I would, Sure. Like two people. Well, that was when, with us, prior, he he got saved when we were dating. Yeah. Yeah. But even still over the years, I'm not with the church that I'm at now, but... Yeah. Um, uh, you had I'd, some uh, exposure to the yeah, gospel. Exactly. And exactly. and yet so many people will do that. They will almost live like they're, there's an, here's how I act when I'm at church. But when I get home and Monday, I'm a different person. Yeah. And I think my involvement with church through most of that time was just, you know, I was raised to go to church on Sunday. I went, mm-hmm. um, put some money in the offering plate. And then that was it. You know, the rest of the week was outside the church, and I didn't think about church until it was time to get ready on Sunday and yeah. go to church yeah. again. Right. So. And you do your church activity, and yeah, I I know that's the way so many people are. How about you? What was it like? Were Were you in? Uh, was this your first marriage? Yes, this is my first marriage. Um, but like he said, I it started off completely wrong. Mm-hmm. You know, I was. I was the other woman we we met and um I was like I knew you know his situation at the time and I was young and just like okay this is fun you know and thought that was going to be it um but it wasn't <laughs> No it wasn't. Yeah. Yeah. 
Well, that's I know that you you mentioned that even your meeting. I, I don't know how long before you got married after you met, but you mentioned that your marriage came close to being derailed too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, because we came together under the same circumstances, and at that point, I hadn't. Um, I, I had no self awareness. Were you still married to wife number two at that point? Yes, when we met. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. And that was unfortunately my habit. Yeah. Um, yeah. And so, yeah, we came. We met together under those same types of circumstances, and um, uh, walking down that same path yeah. again. Yeah. Oh my goodness! It's really amazing, isn't it? The grace of God. Yeah. The way He has moved in your lives and what he did in your heart. So I think a lot of people that are listening, some would, would have either personal experiences that would correlate. Most of us know people who, who their lives might bear some resemblance to what you're talking about. Uh, And so I think the big question is what is it or what was it that changed that uh, real Mm. negative uh, kind of cycle from happening again. What kept your marriage from falling apart again? Um, Jesus. Yeah, Jesus. <laughs> well, um, truly, I'll I'll share that. You know, we went we went through um, an affair. We overcame it. It was revealed, and we we got through it. There was forgiveness, and so there was in your marriage. In our marriage, there was infidelity again. Yes. Okay. Yep. Yes, and then. Um, Things were were good, so we thought we were healed. And maybe a year, two years went by, and it happened again. Mm. And at that point, I really got to the to the place. You know what? I'm done. This this is it. I forgave this man once before. I thought we were healed. Why is this happening? And I remember being in uh, the room with was it two or three of my pastors around me and. And they, they knew our story. They, they knew us intimately. And one of them, he just immediately said, you know, this reminds me of a story where Jesus heals a blind man. And he asks him, can you see, can you see? Yeah. And the blind man responded with, yes, but I see men like trees. Yeah. Jesus had to touch him again for him to get his full healing. And he said, Raymond needs another touch from Jesus. Mm. And I was like, wow, okay, I held on to that. And, you know, when you think of that story, it's not only that Jesus, you know, had to touch him again, but the blind man had to verbalize it and ask for it and submit and, and really, you know, share out loud that, yes, I'm kind of healed, but I'm not whole yet. Mm -hmm. I need you, Jesus. Mm -hmm. Touch me again. So we really, Mm. we went, we went through that. It was, it was tough. Um, God was amazing and led us to um, a pastoral counselor that led us through some inner healing. And really it was that opportunity for us to individually heal. Mm -hmm. She, this, Sitting across from her was the first time that we had someone look at us as individuals because we've gone to counseling yeah. and counselors. And Christian. Good. They were all Christian. Yeah. Yes. And the last one basically said to me that, I hope you get the courage to leave him mm. because of how he was acting. And it was, he was mm-hmm. being narcissistic. He was um, treating me really, really yeah. bad. But I just knew that was not for me. That was not God's word for me. That even though the word gives us an out with infidelity, the Lord still hates divorce. Mm -hmm. I agree. And the separation, you know, you're one flesh, you're ripping one flesh apart. Just think of that, like how gory that is. So I just did not feel that that word was for me from that counselor. So you know, glory to God, we met this other um, pastoral counselor and she just looked at us and said, we need to heal you and we need to heal you. Then we can look at you together. That's good. 
And that's what it was. So we yeah. just went with individual to the Lord, like, okay, reveal to us what lies have we been believing about ourselves um, that we need to submit to you. Yeah. That's an incredible story. And thank God for that kind of pastoral wisdom that comes in a moment when you're almost ready to give up. You know, you feel like you've got, like you said, there's there's a biblical, if you will, a biblical out uh, for the marriage if you wanted to do that. But you're right. Divorce is not, it's not a, some people think it's the only option, but it's not an easy option. No. And it's not one that is free of pain or even difficult days ahead, even if, even in the best, or, or let's say in the scenarios where it probably needs to happen, it's still not an easy thing, not not necessarily the right thing. But I tell you, God has obviously done something in the two of you, where that counselor's word about each of you finding that place of sh- assurance in your heart, where you're healed individually, and then as a couple, you've got a fight and chance. Yeah, and I think that was really a turning point for us too, because um, the prior counselor is what, you know, and, and in all transparency, like, I think there's part of us that doesn't ever want to admit just how bad we can be. Mm. And so we would go to these other counselors and shortly, you know, we'd go together and soon into the session, it became not so much, well, we want to heal both of you. It became, you know, Raymond, you have a problem. And I didn't want to hear that. And so um, because kind of the focus became on me as much as it was truth, I didn't want, you know, to hear it. Um, You know, maybe I'd go to the second meeting and then after that, it's like, I'm not going to this anymore. I don't need her to tell me all the problems I have. I need her to help fix me, which the reality is in order to fix yourself, you have to come face to face with the problems you have. (laughs) Right. Right. right? It's all just, it is an endless circle. Yeah. 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 So um, when we got to the point where, where um, this pastor, it wasn't about placing blame. It wasn't about, you know, who's wrong and who's right. It was about understanding that there's brokenness on both sides. And even though I was responsible for what I did, we needed to both heal in order to make our marriage really successful. It takes two. And, you know, when you look at a a situation where there's been multiple infidelities like Mm -hmm. this, it really is to me an always a marvel of God's grace in your lives. Number one, that you changed that would keep that trend from happening because the enemy I know would love for you to just waste your life in that kind of cycle, just endless looping around and around and around. And you know, that's just the enemy's desire. He's like that lion that wants to devour you and take you out. But then there's the grace of God that comes in and not only does he heal our hearts, but he puts you two as a couple back together. Mm-hmm. That's amazing grace. Amazing. Yes. Yeah, it is amazing. Um, and, and what's beautiful about it too, is that, you know, one thing that a lot of married people who are contemplating divorce, especially when there's children involved, you know, oh, you know, one of the things you hear a lot of them say is, oh, everybody, the kids will be okay. We're going to be okay. We just don't love each other anymore. It's better for the kids. And that is such a lie of the enemy because mm. it, it it devastates a family. Yeah, it does. Yeah. Yes. Ooh, excuse me. That's okay. Um, I'm, get, <laughs> I'm, I'm getting a bit emotional because I see in my children, I have four grown children. Yeah. And I see in them... Now that I understand how I was and what God's, you know, still transforming me through, um, I understand what the impact of my behavior from the past has had on them Yeah. um, to the point where now my youngest and I um, are still estranged. Mm. It's been about three years since he's really had any type of dialogue with me. Um, I continue to let him know that I'm here and when he's ready to talk, I'll I'll listen Um, and I have gotten some glimmers of, of hope seeing God's redemption and just a couple of texts here and there. That's and, great. And, but um, Let's yeah. pick that back up on the other side of this break. We're up against one. Raymond and Leslie Funk, what a story. And I'm going to leave it on that cliffhanger of that uh, relationship that's yet to be mended when we come back. This is Afternoons with Mike. You're on The Shepherd. EC Waters Air Conditioning and Heat serves all your comfort needs. With over 40 years' experience, 
EC Waters is a top train comfort specialist, earning customers for life with integrity. No wonder EC Waters Air Conditioning and Heat has earned a 4.6 or higher out of 5 rating and reviews across all major online platforms. For all your comfort needs, call 407-603-9144 or visit ecwaters.com. Palm Beach Atlantic University Orlando offers three distinct areas of study. An evening Master's of Science in Clinical Mental Health Counseling, an evening Bachelor's of Science in Human Services, and our new Daytime Bachelor's of Science in Nursing. All of our courses are offered at our beautiful campus on Millennia Boulevard. For more information or to schedule a tour, call 844-PBA-ORLANDO. That's 844-PBA-ORLANDO. Visiting today with Raymond and Leslie Funk, and they lead a ministry called Three Chord Marriage. I think a lot of people, they'll hear that phrase and they know the origin of it, and we'll get to that in a moment. We kind of ended the last segment, though, talking about the pain that one can come to when you look in the eyes of your children Mm. that were part of the destruction and the aftermath of destruction of of a marriage that ends in divorce. And again, so many people, you're right. When I hear you say, they act like, oh, they're, they're res- the kids are resilient. They'll be fine. They'll make it. And that's not always uh, the case. Sometimes it takes years. Uh, and sometimes I, I've seen it before. And I'm certainly believing God that that is, that is not going to be your story, but it can last multiple years or longer. So we're believing God with you, man, that God will do that work that only he can do. Mm -hmm. And I think that's the key, isn't it? That we have to trust God because he changed your heart. Yeah, we really do. And it's, I think the important thing for people to understand is if you're going through this, understand there's redemption on the other side, that you may not feel it, you may not understand it, but if you give, um, give it over to God, that he will walk you through the process and get you to where he wants you to be. Yeah. Um, because, you know, most of what I've experienced through this whole walk, you know, there's this understanding, you come to a place where you understand who God is, but then there's so much inside of us that we have to work out. That's in right. Order to, in yeah. order to really get to that place. And it all stems from just not giving up, understanding that your marriage can work and just don't give up. Now, Leslie, turning to you for a moment, in those moments, let's say after that second time and you're getting these, uh, and yet at some point, not long thereafter, you made the decision by hearing that word that you were not going to give up. You were going to hang on. What were your family, friends, what were they saying to you? Were they backing you on that decision or were they were they saying, no, you got to leave? What, what what happened to you on that? So um, the Lord really kind of kept my mouth um, from sharing many details with family or friends. Um, I did have a few close friends that knew everything. Mm-hmm. And they're godly women. And the pastors in our church as well, they knew. So... They were all rooting for, you know, the healing. Oh, that's great. And you can do it. Thank God. It, I just, yeah. And then they really, some of them really didn't know, like, I think that I was totally ready. You know, I was having those, okay, how are we going to split this? And where am I going to live? And where's all this? Who gets the and dogs? Yes. Um, yeah. But I, I decided, you know, it was upon our, our lead pastor's um, suggestion to meet with the other woman that led us to our healing and in my mind that was the last resort you know if this doesn't work then Mm -hmm. then yes i am out Mm -hmm. well i'm grateful you guys didn't uh jump ship if you will and that's easy to do it's understandable to do and again you were so right in saying that the bible gives us that not necessarily as the heart of the lord but there are uh, there there's that out if you wanted to exercise it, but I'm grateful that you didn't. So now the the point is now you've made the decision. You realize you're going to have to make the work. 
that doesn't mean that from that moment on it's just easy peasy, right? I mean, there was not a lot of all. work, right? <laughs> there was a lot of work. Well, and I'll just say, you know, sometimes it was more painful. It was it was worse than you know knowing that he betrayed me. Yeah. <laughs> the the healing process was really. Um, really hard and and i just i just share with other women you know it's a roller coaster it's like one moment you think you're okay and then the next moment you're just so broken and hurt and and just i really had to rely on the lord to um steady my heart hold my heart until it was healed and my husband was the man that god intended him to be for me how did you know he was that when it happened what assurance did you have I think that's a really, that's what a lot of women are looking for. They want that question answered. It's so interesting. I I really wanted, the Lord just really allowed me to view my husband, I guess the way, the way Jesus views us. I was able to separate the sinner from the sin only by God's grace Mm. and, and look at him and recognize that although he's making horrible decisions and the way he's treating me, like that's not the man God created. And I, I truly can't explain how the Lord just allowed me to to feel that and, and sense that. So that's what I prayed for, even in the midst of um, the way that I was being treated and what was going on around me. When you look at my prayer journal, I was praying for the man that I wanted him to be. And I was thanking the Lord mm-hmm. for the man that I knew he was at that time. Wow. So how long, uh, how long ago was it that you guys both came to this rock solid, this not going to happen again, we're going to make it scenario. How long has that been? It's been years. Um, it's not overnight. Uh, and that's a great question because it, from a mindset perspective, and I went through this and I still hear it from, from other guys that have maybe gone through a similar thing that I speak to is that it does take, it does take more time than you would want, mm-hmm. but we have to understand that whoever the offender is, whether it's the husband or the wife, that the person that's been, you know, had the offense against them, the person that's been cheated on effectively really is the one that holds the key to the amount of time it takes because you know, as men, you know, we're kind of on off quick. Oh, well, you know, I've had guys say to me, well, this has happened and I've had this done. I've done this to my wife and, but now I've changed the Lord's changed my heart and I'm good, but she doesn't seem to want to get past it. And I'm like, yeah, that's not on your time. That's right. (laughs) You know what I mean? Yeah. So, um, it's, it, it takes a while. And I think the big takeaway is we've really got to, if you're the person that committed the offense, you have to understand that you that you've kind of given up your right to place a time frame on it. What you have to do now is press in and do what your spouse needs to get from you to feel safe and secure again and rebuild the trust that you've broken. So how long has it been since you came to that place now? You've it's been... really only been, I think, two going on three, three years, years, maybe. About three years ago. Okay. But it's so interesting how that feels like it's so long ago. Yeah. And and I think it's important for our listeners, uh, you know, to realize that we're talking about a couple here. Uh, this again is the third marriage for Raymond, but you've been married 13 years okay. and the last three have been the kind of years that God wants for marriage. Yeah. And so, <laughs> I mean, it's true when you think about, that. yeah, that, yeah, that's, that's what happened. You know, I know when my wife and I were, we were married on our 10th anniversary. Uh, I re- uh, we had a breakthrough mm-hmm. that made me feel like I'd blown so many things the first 10 years. Mm-hmm. Now that's an overwhelming realization if yeah. you dwell on that and not on what God just did. But you guys are now three years into healing. And at some point in this three years, you started thinking that maybe others need the help just like you guys had the help mm-hmm. and that's what you're now providing for other people. Yeah. Yes. So that's pretty amazing that you're doing that. Well, that's all the Lord. And we have been throughout the years, um, doing marriage ministry in our church. And, um, within the last three years, we've been doing a specific, well, a, a connect group 
for married couples yeah. and in this particular format and um, it's really grown. And so it was a year ago on our anniversary and I'll let my husband share that story because it was the Lord speaking through him. Yeah. Yeah. So um, two days before our 13th, uh, 12 year anniversary, um, the I was waking up in the morning, same exact time. My, the, to preface that, mine's the type of brain that never stops working. Mm. Like always thinking it's not uncommon for me to have a conversation or a thought, share about half of it and then stop because my brain's already on to the next thing. And so I woke up and there was absolutely nothing going on like in my head, but I couldn't fall back to sleep. And so the first day it happens, it's, you know, two thirty, three o'clock in the morning, finally fall back to sleep. Second day it happens again, takes me a while, nothing going on, but then I finally fall back to sleep. And the third day was the morning of our anniversary and it happened again. And I was like, okay, Lord, this has to be you. Mm-hmm. Right. I, I call yeah, it my Samuel, am, my Lord. Samuel <laughs> moment. Right. Um, and as soon as I recognized, like gave him the recognition that it was him waking me up, I just started to yeah. get like this flurry of stuff going through my head where it got me out of bed and I grabbed the nearest pen and paper because I knew as fast as it came in, it would be gone if I didn't write it down. Mm. And in all of that, it was probably a good hour and a half, two hours that I was just in that space. And the big takeaway at that time was I want your your ministry to become your vocation. And so we had been involved with marriage ministry at the church and and that was the biggest thing that he left us with. So when Leslie got up, I shared with her, you know, yeah. hey, uh, <laughs> had an interesting morning. Want to share it with you. I think that what encourages me so much in listening to this story, one of the aspects that really is an underrated with a lot of couples, an underrated cause and effect in their lives has been the fact that you guys were submitted to a local church pastorship pastoring and uh, an eldership that really guided you in your healing and that were part of the process, even though the, the lead pastor, like you said, in, encouraged you to meet with another person, but they were involved. And I think a lot of people don't, they think it's too late for that at that oh, point. I mean, I'll just share, I'm our lead pastor at the time when, when Raymond, he's like, I've, I've got to go you know, and, and lay this out in front of him mm. and went to share that he he failed a second time. I mean, the pastor, he looked across the table to him and said, I don't think any less of you. Hmm. Yeah, that's just amazing. And that's that kind of confidence when you get that and you're broken. Obviously, you yeah, mentioned it yeah. already. Yes. You're a broken man already. You know, you're broken and you'd been through this rodeo before. You knew what the the likely or probable mm-hmm. outcome was going to be in your life. Yeah. And here you are, you're Mr. Guilty, and yep. you're holding the guilty strings of this thing that's about ready to come unraveled. And and yet you get a guy like that looking at you saying, I, I believe God wants something different. Yeah, it was so it was it was truly a transformational life because I did the second time it happened. I I went and I, I had to confess, you know, I had to share it, but just not with my wife, yeah. um, but really felt compelled because of our involvement with the church that, yeah. hey, and it was on several levels. I met with, the, you know, our campus pastor and then the lead pastor of the church. Yeah. Um, and when in both instances. I was not met with any condemnation or or shame. And when those words came out of my pastor's mouth, like, I don't think any less of you because of this. I just want you to know that. It was so wow. powerful. Re- reflection of Jesus. I mean, yeah. they truly embodied God, Jesus. thank you for that. Thank you for yeah. the love of Jesus reflected Amen. in the heart of a pastor. That's just an amazing thing. It really is. Um, and I just want to say, you know, you mentioned being the guilty party and and one of the things that took me the longest to get through, and I think uh, was was the guilt. Because once you come to a point where you start to really allow God to kind of peel back the layers and you, yeah. you, you know, and give you the opportunity to repent and ask for forgiveness and really change your heart, you, when you do things like this and have lived a life of just this habitual, you know, um, 
lifestyle of adultery and things of that nature, when you start to realize and allow yourself to really look at the trail of devastation you've caused, um, the enemy will use the guilt as his last stronghold. And there, because there were times as we were reconciling and when we first started to share with people about our testimony, it was hard because every time, you know, Leslie would speak, I'd look at this woman and I'd think, man, you know, forgive me. What have I done? Like, and so that guilt and it got to a point where I would think to myself, like I got literally, I would never harm myself. But I got to a point where emotionally I was yeah. just like, I don't care if I get run over today. A lot of people describe this as needing to forgive yourself. Yeah. And, you know, I'm I'm not sure that that carries all of the right uh, stuff with it, but it's close. And it, it you do. You have to come to where you trust God when he's mm-hmm. forgiven you, that you have to let it go then yeah. and receive then uh, and be able to look at your wife mm-hmm. and say, thank, thankful to you, God, for what you've done in my life. Exactly. And that's what I explained to people. You know, I'm a very emotional person. I cry a lot, um, especially when we're, you know, in instances like this. But when I used to cry, it was because of the guilt and the shame. Yeah. And and now it's God's transformed that to a point where when I cry now, when we're talking about this, it's because of just how grateful yeah. I am for what he's done. Well, he's done a big thing and it's really, really clear. So you guys kind of... Uh, found yourself doing this ministry, uh, even while you're in the process of healing, you're doing that whole thing about, you know, uh, freely I receive, freely I give. Mm. That's what you guys have been doing, right? Yeah. Well, it really was um, formed because we knew we needed the accountability. And, you know, we are made for relationship, not only a marriage relationship, but the Lord has made us for relationship with other believers. And, you know, iron sharpens iron, all of that and encouraging each other and that accountability. And so that's really why we started um, the connect group that we Mm -hmm. did, because that's what we needed and we really didn't see it. So we're like, let's let's create it. And it's almost like, you know, I always say it's kind of like a selfish thing, but (laughs) because we needed it. But it turns out that it just we all need that community. We do need it. And you know, there's so many people that are listening right now that again, their story would mirror what you have talked about and maybe multiple marriages and maybe they're not yet at that place. Uh, And I hope they are hearing what you're saying because today for them could be that day of realization that it's got to end here, that this cycle can be broken today. Yes. And that's one of the most powerful things that I think the two of you will offer people when you're talking is that you came to that point and both of you recognize that there had to be a point. You can't just keep going on like this and it wouldn't work. So we're going to be back and we're going to talk about how marriage is being really attacked by the enemy and the fact that our culture is not a, a fan of marriage right now. It's not. It's a fan of you just doing what you want to do. So we'll be back with my guests, Raymond and Leslie Funk from Three Chord Marriage is the name of their ministry. We'll be right back. Pastors and financial leaders, do you need expert accounting or tax help? Do you have payroll or 1099 questions? Do you need a ministry expert to help you acquire real estate for your next project? If the answer is yes, yes, and yes, visit PetraWorldwide.org. Petra Worldwide has been strengthening ministries to transform humanity since 2007. Visit PetraWorldwide.org or call 855-481-9095. So enjoying this visit today with Raymond and Leslie Funk. Met Raymond last week at the uh, Christian Chamber meeting, and then Leslie's been a part too of that, but I we've never, that I remember, talked before. But uh, finding your story, I know you're friends with our good buddy, Mark Goldstein, and mm-hmm. and he's the one who said, you know, Mike, you need to talk to Raymond and Leslie. 
need to have him on your show. I'm so glad he said that. Yes, thank you, Mark. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> it's great. You know, this is one of those uh, subjects that we are talking about today. It's difficult. I mean, we're living in a day that marriage is not honored in our culture. Mm -hmm. uh, it's constantly being redefined, mm. uh, or at least attempted to be redefined. Yes. Uh, on today's um, program that I listen to almost every day, Al Mohler is talking about even the impacts that are going on right now with the Catholic Church and how progressive uh, the the Pope is right now. He's mm -hmm. very liberal, and a lot of things that have long been the stay of of faith for Catholics uh, they're they're under a lot of, in a lot of parishes they're under a, a, some revision on on the subject of marriage and on the subject of abortion. Wow. And, and it's it's really going to have a global impact what's going on right now. So I think it's not, it, it's impossible to overstate how important it is for people who are, whose marriages are in trouble to have someone like yourself who, who I, I think you have the real deal. I think you have real healing. It's not the kind of advice that you know, Zsa Zsa Gabor would have given. Uh, I, uh, you're probably way too young to know who she was. No, no, no. Oh, you do Zsa know. Zsa Zsa and Ava, sure. Okay, Green well, Acres. so I remember at one point when she was in the middle of all of her divorces, and she was married seven times, yeah. and and the question was, well, uh, you, you, you know, well, you don't know anything about marriage and she spoke up and she goes I know everything about marriage I've been married seven times and <laughs> yeah. and I I remember when I heard that I'm thinking I think you know more about divorce <laughs> yeah, yeah but That's but so true. when you have a couple that you've made it through the throes yeah. and you're still married yeah Amen. now that's that's different than someone who's just habitually doing what 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 you were doing before what I think the enemy would have wanted for you Raymond uh, is yeah. for this to be the the story, your saga, your legacy, but it's yeah. not. It's not going to be your legacy. No, it's not. In fact, uh, it's interesting that you say that. I'll just share quickly that um, my children who've witnessed me getting divorced multiple times and remarried, um, my oldest son actually shared that looking at Leslie and I, he feels like we're the closest thing to what marriage is supposed to be. Of, that's wonderful. Of everybody that Praise God for that. Seen. So, yeah. you know, that's just the redemptive grace of God that yeah. allows that and the restoration now of that, that legacy that you were talking about. Well, you have identified some of the things that I think are the real enemies of marriage in 2023. Mm -hmm. You mentioned pride, which was this narcissism mm -hmm. that you were so one's own pride list out some of the other things. And then I want to get into the name of your ministry because sure. I know that's significant. I want to make sure we have plenty of time for that. But what are some of the things that you see in 2023 that in your work with couples and, and you are coming from a, a worldview now that has been changed by mm -hmm. the grace of God. And you're looking at this through the Bible. What are things that, couples are saying and doing that's all wrong right now? Well, I, I'll start with just a couple that come to my mind immediately. First is just that they do. They have a worldview. Even if they're in the church, they might still have a tainted view of marriage and believe that, well, you know, we're soulmates. And if we're really supposed to be married, you're the one that's supposed to make me happy. And you're not making me happy. So clearly we're not supposed to be married. I mean, it's very superficial, mm. very um, self-centered um, lifestyles that really, it's what can I get out of it? What can I get out of my marriage? What can I get yeah. out of the place I work for? You know, we're always now yeah. about um, quick, get this, get that, what's, what's in it for me. And marriage is exactly the opposite mm -hmm. of that. Well, and it, you also consider society thinks that marriage should just be always butterflies, like he's saying, mm -hmm. and, and yeah. happy, and, and it should just um, grow better yeah but should never have so. any of these things happen should never have any of these things yeah. happen but yeah. you shouldn't have to do anything to maintain it or to make it grow yeah now what other part of our lives <laughs> do we think that way right it in, doesn't work in any no part of our in lives. your job if you yeah. just sit back and don't do anything different or new or pour in like are you going to grow are you going to get promoted are you going to you know move on up 
No, so that is a very tainted view that people believe I love you and our love's just going to continue to grow without us, yeah. you know, doing any any work yeah. for it. Yeah, that's wonderfully said. And and I think oh, staying with you for just a moment, we were talking about those, uh, what you talked about earlier, Raymond, the feeling of love. And, mm. and you know, I think a lot of the songs in our culture, <laughs> I, I often think of Barry Manilow's Dr. My woman is coming back home late today. You got to give me something because I've been up, down, everywhere I possibly can trying to get the feeling mm. again. Mm. But it seems to have disappeared as fast as it came. Mm. Now that feeling of love is the, that's the biggest bogus, uh, <laughs> uh, crazy definition of love. What you guys are doing what you guys are living is a commitment in the face of problems. It's a much better definition of love mm. than a feeling, right? Yeah. yeah. So stay with you. I think a lot of people would want to know, but do you have that emotional ooey gooey, lovey, lovey butterfly type of feeling again for someone that's hurt you as bad as Raymond did? Oh goodness. Yes. And it's interesting because I thought I couldn't get there. Because in reality, I really got to a point where I was disgusted with mm -hmm. this man. You know, I'd look at him and the feelings that I had. And it's it's hard to explain because it felt like forever for the healing and, and, and those feelings that I had. But then it was a suddenly, suddenly, I loved this man. Mm -hmm. Suddenly, you know, he's... Yeah, that, back to those loving feelings. But then, you know, keeping in mind, you have to, well, I don't know what I'm trying to say. I, uh, that, I, I think if I can jump in, yeah. I, think, I think part of what I'm hearing you say is that you do want to have those feelings. Our emotions and those feelings are important, but they are not to be the all in all. And I right. think that's what, for you, Raymond, that's what it was for you. It was, you, you know... You, it's everything. It's you're what you want. The narcissistic view. It's it's everything. We need to have our emotions informed by by scripture, by yes. our real commitment, by love that is true love. But still, we've got to have those emotions, right? Well, and I think where I was um, trying to go is like, if you do the actions of love, the feelings will catch up. That's right. That's right. It, they'll catch up. You may not will feel like out. doing it, yeah. but the more that you do, yeah. the feelings come. Yeah, that's that's well said. I love that. Mm -hmm. Let's jump to the name of the marriage, uh, the marriage ministry mm -hmm. that you leave. And you mentioned that this has now become more than just a service, more than just like an avocation. It's become your vocation, right? Yeah. Um, well, the name can't, obviously comes from Scripture. Right, Ecclesiastes four twelve. You know, one one can easily be overpowered, two can defend themselves, and a three cord strand is not easily broken. But in that download that I mentioned earlier, getting from God that morning of our anniversary, yeah. he actually spoke that name. So it wasn't even anything that I or Leslie came up with. It's something that just you know, put it in as your the heart. pen hit the paper, yeah. and I was just transcribing. Yeah. Um, That's great. Yeah. And so you have that three, that picture. It's a great metaphor because you take a rope and you take a, a strong cord and then you twine it with another one. Now that two is better than one, mm -hmm. but you take the third and you twine it. I used to have a boat and we went water skiing a lot. Mm -hmm. And most of, uh, you know, you, you, most of the water, like the ski ropes were corded, twined together ropes that were made of individual cords mm -hmm. and it's so strong it's just amazing how strong that is and you take a three cord and we all know the scripture obviously it's the two of you and god intertwined mm -hmm. intermingled together correct so that's quite a picture how do you use that picture in your marriage ministry um, we use that by approaching our um, ministry in three ways Right. Obviously, it's important for us to share the gospel and what God intended for a marriage to be. But in that, we do it through um, community experiences and resource because we feel like 
um, you know, first and foremost, it's the relationship with God, and that's the community that mm-hmm. we have with other folks in this. We all need to be supported and encouraged, and um, then it's the fruit of our relationship with God, you know, the fruits of the Spirit. We relate that to the experiences that we provide, these custom-curated marriage experiences. And then finally, it's the overflow of the spirit in us to other people. We relate that to the resources. So we're not only providing specific um, experiences and community ourselves, but when there's a need by a married couple that we don't necessarily have the resources directly, we have relationships with other marriage ministries to be able to direct people to the appropriate help. Are you doing this under the auspices of your local church or is this completely separate? Three Chord Marriage is completely separate. Okay. And so... But you're still tied in to your local church then? Yes, absolutely. I mean, we still we still attend and we still lead our um, small mm-hmm. group there. And if you guys came into a situation with a couple that was pretty big and you needed help, you've got resources to go to, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. That's that resource channel. Yeah. You know, we're coaches and we um, lead by God's grace, the community and the experiences. But if if a couple really needs clinical counseling, we have a resource to direct them. Um, We do support local churches with our ministry to help offset the offerings that they have. So it's kind of, I'll use the word symbiotic relationship, I guess, where we can provide them with resources they don't have and then vice versa. And do you guys have a website that you could give us? Certainly. What is that? Threecordmarriage.com. Well, that's pretty easy. <laughs> is it the number three or is it spelled out? Spelled out three. Spelled out three chord marriage, C-O-R-D. Yes. Now, Raymond's also a guitar player like me. Mm-hmm. We're not talking about that kind of chord. Correct. That's C-H. So don't <laughs> so make that mistake. It's threecordmarriage.com, C-O-R-D marriage.com. And we also do have, you know, all the social media platforms that you just look up the record marriage for Facebook, Instagram, YouTube. Okay. Mm-hmm. And you guys are out there and willing to help people who are in need of some help. Amen. Absolutely. And who want to do it together. That's beautiful. You know, I think I, I it's so encouraging to me to see some uh, people like yourselves who are not number one, Uh, You're not ashamed uh, of the things. I know that we would like to change them if we could, Mm -hmm. but you're not ashamed of the gospel and its power to have changed your hearts. And you're willing then to offer that and to say, hey, we want to be a part. We'll lay ourselves open as you do, as you've done today. And I want to thank you for your honesty and even speaking through the pain of what I know that was a painful time, but that's going to bring around fruit in other people. And I, I'm just grateful for you. Thank, Thank you. you. Thanks for having us. Uh, it's yeah. great to have you here again. That website is threechordmarriage.com. Raymond and Leslie Funk. Thank you for being here. Thank you. Thank Mike. you. And we'll see you friends next time right here on Afternoons with Mike. <laughs>